Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of our Torah Talks, Chazak's Tuesday Night Programs with special guests. Tonight we have with us a very special guest, a very dear friend of Chazak, the Executive Director of Agudath Israel of America, Rabbi Leibish Becker, Shlita Rabbi, welcome, Shalom Aleichem. Oh, what an honor it is to have you here at our headquarters. How are you doing, Rabbi? It's good. Hashem, wonderful to be here. Uh, at the center, the nerve center of Pali. And tonight's topic is really exciting. Daf Yomi, the great unifier. And uh, we're talking to Rabbi Daf Yomi. And I got to tell you that uh, Rabbi Leibish Becker is the one that got Chazak involved with the whole Daf Yomi movement, Baruch Hashem, with uh, our Shir and programs, we have it every single day, Baruch Hashem, it's going very, very strong, and uh, before we jump into the topic, Rabbi, if you give our audience a little bit of a background, a little bit about yourself and the great work you're involved with. Sure, so we'll start with me, uh, <laughs> I guess, we'll start, start at the beginning, and uh, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yeah. and yeah, my father was a there for 40 years, uh, he, he came from uh, Poland and he learned Rabbi Shimon Shkop, which is a famous Rabbi Shimon Shkop, and the Lozhen, as a matter of fact, he told me an interesting thing. We're talking about Kavd HaTayra, and he said when he learned the Bialystok when he was 11 years old, the people of the city stood up for the Bacharim. 11 really? years old wow. of Kavd HaTayra, because they appreciated what Tyra is. And that's really, we're going to get into Dafyomi soon, and we'll see, that's really Kavd HaTayra, the entire concept of Dafyomi. So Baruch Hashem, so I grew up in Milwaukee, I went to the, I went to Tel Ziv in Chicago, I was in the, the Mirror in Eretz Yisrael, by Chaim Shmolevitz, and then I went to Lakewood. And uh, I, for Kyle, I was in the mirror in New York. And uh, then what happened, a very interesting thing. I was flying to Milwaukee uh, for Pesach. My father was not well at that time, and I was flying back. And there was, a, there was a, like a middle-aged man on the plane, and he calls me and says, Younger man, you know, come and talk to me. And I, you know, my wife said at that moment she should have known what the rest of life was going to be like. As I left her, I apologized, left her and my two-year-old son. And I went and I sat next to him. And he asked me, he says, um, I said, what are you doing here? So he says, there's a Mr. Schwartz from South America who came to Milwaukee to have a heart operation. And I'm flying from New York for two hours to Bimvaka uh, Chayla, and then going back to New York. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, you know, my father, and um, I'm the Mir Kyle. And he says, are you looking to go out of Kyle to do something? And I said, yeah, I'd like to go some sort of cloud work or Rebbe or something. So he tells me, he says, you know, you seem like a fine younger man. He says, go to the Agoda, to Shmuel Bloom, and tell him that Benny Fischoff sent you. Oh, wow. Benny Fischoff, as you know, was the chairman of the board of Agoda Israel for 50 years. So My he, uncle's neighbor. Oh, right. He, <laughs> he lived right here in Queens. Right, yeah. so, so the Bashert, I was thinking about it, and I, I wrote an article called Should Have Made in Heaven, because literally it was up in the airplane, <laughs> and it was, it was wow, do you think of it? A man from South America, of all places, comes to all places in Milwaukee, which is, I, I didn't even know they had heart hospitals, you know, and, he, and, and, a, and a man comes for two hours, I happened to be on that plane, and in those days there weren't a lot of from people on planes to Milwaukee, I meet the chairman of the board of the Aguda, and he tells me to go to the Aguda and get your job. And I did. I came to the Aguda. I met Rabbi Bloom. I met five different people. I ended up Rabbi Sher's office. And Rabbi Sher says to me, he says, you know, he says, you know, if you come and you work here, you'll influence thousands of people. That was what he told me. 
And I thought he was like a, a little bit, you know, <laughs> exaggerating. But boy, was he right. Unbelievable. You know, so Baruch wow. Hashem, and they, they, you know, they got me as I started out with Torah Projects. Baruch Hashem, one of the accomplishments is the Shir by Rabbi Saul Reisman we started that Shir wow. with 12 Mose people. Shabbat. Oh, Shabbat wow. Shir. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we started, I went around with all my friends. I said, I'm starting a new Shir, and I don't want to be embarrassed. Can you come one time? <laughs> oh, i got to come one time. And when he finished that Shir... They came back and he said, we've never heard a show like this wow. in my life. Some of them are still there 38 years later. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. So that's my, yeah, so, so that's what I've been involved with in the Torah aspects, the youth, and Bechal, building a good Yisrael around the country. Those have been the areas in which I've been at the Swiss of being all of these years. And, uh, and here Pain here, Ruk. Can I Unbelievable. Wonderful. It's been wow. Wonderful. It's been wonderful. <laughs> that story is unreal. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Just out of nowhere, I mean, you go, you know, look at all. It's the word, it's like Bashert Squared. You know, like, how, 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 what are the chances? Wow. Yeah, what are the chances? Exactly. What did he seem like? Out of nowhere, Benny Fisher. Like, Benny Fisher is this... sitting on a plane to Milwaukee. How? It's probably the only time in his life, he probably never heard of Milwaukee. You know what I mean? He went there one time wow. in his life. I was there. Very, very powerful. Very, very good. Everything is Minashim, everything is from heaven. And, and that's uh, why we're here. That's why we're here at Baruch Hashem. So before we get to the, the topic of, uh, you know, today, Dafiomi, right. let, let, let's take it back to the. To, the origins of Davyome. How did it all start? What sure. is the history? So we've all heard about Rabbi Shapiro being the one behind it. Right. But Rabbi, you probably know the best. Right. So I, have, so I had a great school. So my, my grandfather was known as the Usher of a Rebbe, uh, the Bear Moshe. And um, he was, he wrote a the Bear Moshe in the age dos. And he grew up in Poland and in that neck of the woods, I guess, in the, maybe he came from a city called Ozhirov. And he knew Rameir Shapiro and they were friends. And they came in 1921 as part of the first Mishlachas to help build, bring Agudas Yisrael to America. In 1923, Rameir Shapir was 33 years old. He had not founded a Lublini Yeshiva yet. He was a uh, Rav of a city. I don't remember the name of the city. He was a Rav of a city. And he came to the Chavetz Chaim, and he had an idea. And he had the idea of the Dafyomi. And when he spoke about the Dafyomi, so what he said was, and this is why we call it the Great Unifier, what, what Rameir Shapir said in his original speech was, let's take a look at the Daf of the Gemara. The Daf of the Gemara, the Gemara was written in Babel. Rashi is from France. Taisvis is from Germany, right? The Rif was from North Africa. The Ran was from Spain. The Rishash was from Poland. I mean, you go, the Vilnagon was from Lithuania. I mean, you name it. It's maybe right. Maybe nobody was from Japan. I don't know. Maybe the what? So he said... This is what Dafyomi is going to be. It's going to unify the world. He said, we're going to make a shear that if, and he said this, if you go to Australia, or Australia, <laughs> you will be able to sit down, and I've done it, by the way it works, you'll sit down in a shear, and you'll be one of the on guys. On the same page. Yeah. And you'll be literally on the on same page. Literally, literally <laughs> on the same page. And it, and it's worse, you wow. go into any shear anywhere. So he brought this to the Chavetz Chaim. And the Chavetz Chaim, being the genius that he was, immediately understood and seized it, and he says, I want you to present this. Right then was the, was the, um, the Casilla Vidola, the first Casilla Vidola of a good So when you come to the office in Yotzeh I've There's been there, I've seen the picture. Pic- you saw the picture yes. of the Casilla Vidola. It was very, very, it's very impressive. And he says, I want you to present it. Wow. He said, but listen to this when he said, he says, I want you to come late. Come late. Come, why don't you come late? Your mayor should appear, come late. I can all these, these great rabbis, all these great rabbonim are sitting on the dais. 
I'm gonna, 33-year-old, you know, young man, I'm going to come late? He says, trust me, mm-hmm. walk in late. So they're all sitting there, and we've all seen the picture of the Chofetz Chaim. Remember that video that went around a yes, couple of years ago? So you yeah. saw the Chofetz Chaim. That was going to that Knesset Gadola live. That's why, by the way, you see all the pictures of the people, and they're looking at the camera because they're waiting for them to take the picture. <laughs> so Mayor Shapiro comes in. They're all sitting down. Everybody's there. Every Mayor Shapiro comes in, and the Chofetz Chaim stands up for him. And the place went nuts. The Chafetz Chaim stood up for this young man with a black beard, a beautiful, you know, <laughs> nice black beard, you know, and everybody stood up. Wow. The, it was that was because what the Chafetz Chaim was worried. We all know that we all we, we just read the Haggadah, right? Mm-hmm. So what did we learn? Rav Lozben Azar, Yeah, convinced Shimon like seventy years. Why did why, what does that mean? They said because he was eighteen, <laughs> and they wanted to make him the head of the of the of the uh, the basement of the Sanhedrin. And he said, I'm 18, they're going to laugh at me. I mean, I got so yeah, like, so he saw Shem made that he should have 18 rows, different Shatim. He wow. had to look older. So he knew that Rebbein Shapiro, all the older people are going to say, Who is he? Yeah, what does he think he is? What does he, he think he is? Up with? But once the Chavitz Chaim stuff for him, ah. that was it. That's why he wanted that to come the greatest of the Chavitz Chaim. Chavitz Chaim. That was the greatest ah. of the Chavitz Chaim that he thought of this. This is the Chavitz Chaim stuff. Thought of it, he came in and he had this booming, deep voice. Wow. So you were, remember, they didn't have microphones in those days, oh, right? <laughs> and they had thousands of people. Shapiro's right? He's inspiring. He was, a, he was a he was a spellbinding orator. He was able to speak in everyone, and he told this over what I just said about this is going to unify Klal Yisrael. And this was where the idea of Dafyoni at that moment. And I read newspaper accounts of it. It. It set the place on fire. You know, sometimes you have a good idea, but it takes a while till they get it. The place went on fire. They said right away, whoa. We're in. They understood it, and they were in. So they started that day, that no. night. Oh, here's the, the story. The story, co- the story continues. <laughs> That's not over yet. Because as we all know, you're in the Chizuk, Chazak, Chizuk. So as you all know, the Chizuk lasts for... Uh, a, few hour, hour, a few minutes, uh, <laughs> a few minutes, <laughs> a day. Continent spray. Yeah, right. That, right. You have to, you have to grab it while it's hot. That's right. I remember. Rabbi Fran to see him shots. Remember, oh. seize the moment, oh cherish God. the <laughs> moment. You know, like, grab I, it. I, I still hear it. So, so the, between the seal, between the Kasiyah and the beginning of Dafyom, because they were starting for Rosh Hashanah of that year. So it, 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 uh, it was about three months. Because oh. those around this time. That's a very long time period from the right, inspiration exactly. to last. Right, exactly. And they had no way of, you know, there wasn't the type of means we have. You know? <laughs> so what happened was, on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, the Dafyomi, despite the idea, and you can have a great idea, but it was sort of hanging in the balance. And then something happened that made Dafyomi forever. In those days, the Ger Hasidim had over 100,000 Hasidim in Europe. Unfortunately, you know, and they and, and the Ger Rebbe was one of the legendary. First, he's one of the founders of the Gersh Yisrael, together with the Chassid and Rechaim Meisen, the Rebbe. And he said, after Mincha, he tells his Gabbai, "Go to the Shorm Shank and get me a Brachas Kumar. I'm starting Daf Yomi right now." Now, if you know what a Rebbe is like, everyone follows. Everyone, they run, they, they literally fly off the shelves. When they say they fly off the shelves, they flew off the shelf. And within minutes, the whole place learned Dafyan. Wow. And that's what, that's what made Dafyan. That's what launched it and turned the idea into the concrete because of what the Gary Rebbe did. And then they started printing it and they you know, made the Dafyan. I mean, now, that, you know, I remember before the art school started, the Aguri used to print 
a little shots. There are these little, I should have brought you one. No, I would nice to have show and tell you to show it. If I, I didn't think of it. Anyway, they had little gemaras that the Agoda used to print in order to, people should be able to learn it on the, on the trains, on, on the buses, the way to work, so wherever they are. Yeah, so wherever they are. So, so that's so the that, origin, that's, that's how it all started. Yeah. Going back 19... 1923. So wait a second. Wow. Next year is the 100th anniversary of the Tafiani. Wow. Just 2023. 2023. Wow. 2023, right. <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking about you being born in <laughs> So Yeah, so it's the 100th anniversary. It's 100 years that the Dafyomi, next year will be the 100th anniversary of Dafyomi. So, yeah, so, so that's how it got started. But, you know, but the history of Dafyomi itself is totally fascinating of how it grew. You know, yeah, so that's what I wanted yeah. to ask you. So, yeah. uh, with what I understand, I remember. The seam we had for uh, the seam, we had a seam of shas, of course. With then we had the seam of sechet brachot right before COVID. And you remember, you were guest great honor being packed. It was a full house. Oh, I was so excited. And the excitement is still going on. Heavy. The dancing was was the energy was amazing. And uh, I remember vividly that you said that when you got involved with the guda, the first seam. You had approximately five thousand people there, more or less. And today we know Kenaina are playing. I'm saying, aside from at Light Stadium, which is close to hundred thousand people, and this year there was this past scene, there was uh, the Barclay Center as well, and then all over the world, I think the estimate is a half a million people. Yeah, half a million people. So Rabbi Becker, Kenaina, just to have to speak to the <laughs> man behind it again, he's not going to take the credit for it. I know there's a lot of great people involved with it. Shut Baruch and Chazish. Five thousand to a half a million. How did that growth happen? Guide us through the, 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 the way... Uh, okay, sure. So let's go back to Europe. Yeah. Because there, the Dafyomi actually went through a, a, a sadly almost near death. And then there was a show, the Holocaust. But what happened in 1930 was the first scene of the Dafyomi. Right, it, took place, 1930. it was 1920, 1930. It's very interesting. I didn't realize until recently. I mentioned to you my grandfather was a friend of, 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 uh, of Mary Shapiro. Shapiro. In 1930, he made a seam hashas for the tenth time. Wow! Your grandfather? My grandfather went hashas ten times. There's a picture in the Bronx. The Vatican of the Bronx sent out an invitation. The Ozer Rebbe ten times. And I always thought it was beautiful. He did ten times. Never thought about it until I realized that was in 1930. Maybe it was a gift to his friends or Mayor Shapiro. You never know. So your grandfather finished so, for the tenth time, and many people that the, joined the Zafiomi did that was their first time. The scene was, was in the wind. Yes, it was thousands, thousands of pictures. There's pictures of it. There's a book. You know, I'm, you know, you're gonna have to come to the office again. I will <laughs> give you all the material because if you read it, it just it's wonderful and it's so inspiring. But there's a there's pictures of the first scene where Mayor Shapiro spoke. Wow. This was this was his. And I can you know, just imagine days of all that he does. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and he there's a picture of him standing on like the balcony of, of the Lubliner Yeshiva. If you've ever been there, it's a very impressive building. Yeah, by that time he had a Lubliner Yeshiva, and they had thousands, thousands of people. So the scene was in the Lubliner right. Yeshiva. Yeah, oh, it was wow. in the Lubliner Yeshiva. The next scene was already it was already the sad time it was 1938, and it was right before the war. So already it was. Subdued. In other words, right. you know, you're not going to make everyone know. Uh, we, 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 people think that, that people did not know what was coming. People knew what was coming. They right. knew and they tried to get out, many of them. And, you know, there was no seam for the. There was, a, there was a seam, but there was a subdued seam. Yeah, it was a small seam. They didn't make, they didn't make it like a big thing. 1946 was the next seam. That was right after the war. Right. So again, it was. And there were very few people learning Dafyomi. That was when the, the Holocaust survivors just rebuilding themselves and coming to America. Uh, there were some Dafyomi Shurim, but it wasn't 
a major thing. As a matter of fact, I heard, I can only say I heard this, that in the 1960 dinner of Agudas Yisrael, that Rebarn Cutler, great Rebarn Cutler, got up and said, Mazel Tov to the Daf, Yomi learns tonight to see Mishas. Yeah. Yeah, at the dinner, because there already wasn't, there was nothing doing. So, by 1968, already there was, there was shroom going on, they started to rebuild, there were people, now these survivors were in Bar Park, and they all started making shroom, and they started learning together, and it started, you know, the, 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 there were people in other cities as well, Chicago, Los Angeles, started yeah, to build yeah. up all of these places, everywhere there was, there was a shul, there was a, you know, they started to be a daf, you know, it started, it started to grow, and they made a seal in, I was told, in 1968, in the Basiak of, of Borough Park, oh, wow. for like 300 people. This was the good of America? This was the good, no, there was a Rabbi Lish at that time. I'm not sure, this was before my time, so I don't right. know, I was a kid. So, <laughs> even I was a kid at some point. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I, I don't know if it was the Agud, the Agud was probably, but I'm sure right. Rabbi Borkart, Rabbi, the, the Dafyomi, is, um, um, the Dafyomi Commission was founded by this Rabbi Lish and Rabbi Chatzko Besser, that was already in the in either the late 60s or in the 70s. They found the Dafyomi Commission, whose job was to propagate Dafyomi, put ads, yeah, you know, make, the, out, make these gemaras, get the word out. So the publicity started at that point, and that really helped it grow. Now, as we know from the gemara, you're, you're in Talmud Chacham, you learn Dafyomi, I'm sure. Yeah, so, Dafyomi is the one of the best. And that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, I don't have to sell you, but you know that it says that uh, that Abayu said that when I hear that they're making a uh, the Tzur Rabbana are finishing the Sata, Abitz Rabbana, what's it, Simon Taylor Rabbana, I make a suit for the Rabbana to make a Sium. The concept of Sium is already in the Gemara, right? So that time, so why do you make a Sium? Because there's nothing like a Sium that makes you want to do it. I cannot tell you how many people told me they finished Shas once, twice, three, four times. All because of Zima Shas. Of course. Definitely that energy over there is just unbelievable. Energy you, want, you don't want to just be a spectator, but you want to be a part of it. That's so 100%. That's Some people, a group from Baltimore, came from Baltimore, and I remember the guy telling me, he says, we drove from Baltimore, and on our way there, we're going to go to Zima Shas. It's going to be fun. Yeah. On the way back, we said to ourselves, we can't go to the next one like this. we got to be part of this. <laughs> we got to be part of it. And they did. Wow. They learned Shas together. So once you start... It's, Once you start, you can't stop. It's like addictive, you know? Very addictive. <laughs> you, you I can't expire, I can't end my day until I have that daf done with it. It's, That's it's right. like a must. Yellow Tavl were up on that. 1968, we're up to base Yaakov, 300 people. Wow, 300 people. And then, then, you, then, then 1975, so let's keep going. 1975, they moved... By the way, every seven and a half years. Every seven, seven, right, <laughs> seven. Oh, that's right, we should make... Right, it takes us 20. Let's go down to some of the basics. Yeah. The, the Talmud is 2,711 pages. That means both sides. I always remember by thinking about two 7-11s. By the way, it wasn't always 2,711. In 1968, it changed. They added 11 blot. They added 11 daf. Because there was one Masechta, there was one tractate called Shkolem. Shkolem mm-hmm. deals yeah, with yeah. The, giving the money to the base of Migdash. Every gives a half a shekel. You remember yeah, the and you give a half a shekel, and it was too hard to learn. It was it's, it's your Shalmi, right. and it's very dense, and people complain they can't do it in 13 days. Mm-hmm. So they went to the Matzah Torah of that time, and Rabbi Bloom tells me the Serb Shmuel Bloom, because it was his uncle, oh. and they went to Matzah and said, We can't do it, please allow it to go to the other shots from Slavita to Vilna. There was the, Slavita was friends from Meir Shapiro, so it was the Slavita shots that was used 
for the sake of Dafyomi, that's why it's Beya, Yuma, Sukkah, and so on. Right. And, but that accepted, they went to the Vilnius of 24 blot. Mm-hmm. So 11 blot were added. So it was actually 2700 when they started. They added 11 blot at that point. So it's a little, little you know, a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact, <laughs> fun yeah. fact about the Yomi, you know? So anyway, so they, they went to what's called the Manhattan Center. It's still there on 34th Street and, um, and like 7th and 8th How Avenue. How many people were there? So about 1,200. 1,200, wow. Now it's starting to grow. So from 300 to 1,200. To 300, from zero? No, from zero. Right. 68, you know, from, from 300... To 1200 and 60 was zero, so That's it right. went, you know, so it's now up to 1200. Enter me. <laughs> so, bad time. So, they, so here, my first one was 1982. So, here's what happens in 1982. It's a nice story that goes with it. So, I was standing in what looked to me the biggest hall I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Remember from walking, you know? So, yeah, I, you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, right. It's a much smaller place. So, so, we're looking at this, and there's all these seats. And I was there with Rabbi Borchardt and Rabbi Besser, and we're deciding, you know, what do we do if we don't fill it up? It's going to be like an embarrassment, right. or, you know? Right. So we decided we'd tell everyone's under construction, we'll put up sheets over some of the seats. Oh, to cover it. So we can cover it up, and we can tell them that we So what happened was, is that Rabbi Sher Zatzal, you know, Rabbi Moshe Sher, came up with an idea, and he said, people like to be invited to something. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a ticket that says, um, admit one. Oh, wow. So they made tickets, 10,000. They figured 10,000 tickets will be... Uh, 10,000 seats in the city? No, there's only four and a half. <laughs> but, you know, you assume that, no, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, people don't show It's like people do coupons, yes, you know, for yes. the supermarket. You assume a certain level. You figure 4,500 seats, 10,000 should be fine. Well, guess sure. what? We underestimated comedies. Because <laughs> they all came... And we had about 4,000 people standing outside, waving their ticket. But I got a ticket, says oh it, one. God. And amongst them was our very own Rabbi Avram Nissen Pearl. Oh, wow. Who remembers waving his ticket. Uh, <laughs> They're all okay. waving. And they wouldn't let the staff outside of the hall because they were afraid they'd rip us apart <laughs> if we walked outside. So we had to stay inside because there were all these people. But what it showed us is the love of Claudia so for Tyre. The total love for Tyre that this is, we knew, we, we made a mistake. That's this amazing. is, there's no, there's no amount you can plan big enough for a single shot. That's where we learned that lesson. So, but we were still in small mode because, first of all, we then, the next scene was 1990. We'll get us, don't, we'll get to the yeah. game. <laughs> 1990, and that we did, and we went upstairs to the Madison Square Garden, which is 20,000 seats. Wow. Plus we had our 4,500 seats. We go 25,000. Now we're going again. We're, the first time you multiply from 1,200 to 5,000, that's four times. Right. Now we're going from... 4,000 to 20,000, it's five times. Yeah. We're really taking a risk, and the numbers are big, and we're, again, you know, trembling, trying to do, and, and so, and also, there was no internet, there was no, you know, the people who were there were there. We did it in other cities, but there was no connection between them, really. And Baruch Hashem, it filled up. 20,000 people, 25,000 people. Packed. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, the first time Madison Square Garden, not to us, Madison Square Garden, like, Wow, it's so beautiful. And that's when Rav Schwab spoke. Wow. And you had Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky in 1982. These were the who spoke at this, the Kloisenberger Rebbe. And in 1975, by the way, they made the museum to the, dedicated to the survivors, to the Holocaust, to those who died, right. especially the children. And I'll never forget one of them, I can cry and say it, I hope I can say it. Rav Schwab, the last Masechta, the last parrot in Shazit Tanaikis, and Rav Schwab told the story of the man standing outside the gas chamber with his little boy. And his little boy said, Tati, did I do anything wrong to be punished like this? 
and every Muslim just Versus the way Rishab said, Rishab went. Yeah, you know, I mean, he right. he he knows. You know, he knew of what he spoke. He grew up in Germany. He knew what he was dealing with over there. So, so the scene was always in there. Then we started programs for kinderlach in schools to learn on behalf of the children who died in the Holocaust. Wow. And we have a whole you know whole program that we each each Mishnayas. We had one time we had, we put out a book from uh, the Rishayim to Sinai. They should know what Shas is all about. Remember, a kid doesn't know Shas. I mean, even if you learn Gemara, it doesn't mean you know the history of Shas. Right. Do you know who Ravashi was? Do you know who Rebbe was? This is this is a history, you know, to know the history. Shas is, is amazing. I gave when I spoke there at that uh, at, at the Sea by Chazak. So one of the things I spoke about is get to know the, the Tanoim and Amoroyim, learn their lives. You can learn so much from them. They're, they're not just dry bones saying things. The same way that the Gemara is alive, let the Tanoim and Amoroyim become alive. Understand that when they said that, why they said that, who they were. So you have these you programs know. in the schools that in the schools children learning, and, and when they grow up, they're going to do that. You know, totally, and totally. have a better grip on it. Uh, and they'll understand, yeah, where, where they're coming from. And you learn better, by the way. Your actual understanding, if you understand why the Brysa was written after the Mishnah, what the relationship between Brysa is, and what the relation of the Gemara is to the Brysa, and you understand, you know, like one of the things, I'll give you an example. It says, the Gemara always starts with something very... The Mishnah says what seems to be a, a, a straight halacha. Right. And then by the time you get to the Gemara, it's some this, 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 and it's some like far-fetched case, and you say, that's what they meant? And you don't understand it. And the answer is yes. Because if you know the history, you know that originally nothing was written. And they only wrote down what needed to be known. But the halacha that everybody knew, you didn't have to write down. Right? So I don't have to tell you before you make kids, breathe. <laughs> you know, take a breath. So you trail the kid. You got to tell me. I know that. Right. So they knew all of the halachas. The only part of the mission is the part they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why the case is such an interesting case. And then the same thing with the Gemara. The Gemara assumes a certain knowledge, and the same thing with Rhine. Until we get to our time, right. our school, right? They also assume you have certain knowledge, certain knowledge you don't. Right. Come back in a hundred years from now. There's going to be a. <laughs> there's gonna be a you're going to have to explain our school. You're going to have to be peers on the bottom. Nobody knows what our school thought. You know, but that's the history. So the kids now start to understand it. So when they learn, they're learning this whole different understanding yeah. and they see it's it's an integrated yeah. unit it's not just like so so that was so let's I don't want is to it be, part of that film commission and Torah projects there's all part of it's all together all but together. Fiume, you know it's the film commission Torah projects we all work Amazing. together hand you know hand in hand and so the Pirate right, also works hand in hand these, these are all the, this is all the Torah division of Gouda so Pirate and also we did for the Benos that when they came to see him, they did, they took on like Tillum campaigns. And my daughter's to, to, you know, to, to everybody got involved. We want all the kids to be involved. We want them to be part of it, right? They came to have family things. Very, very much. So as we grew in our understanding, that we spread out ourselves. So in 1997, we already see. Man, it was too small. Twenty-five thousand is twenty-five thousand. What's something about that? So two things happened in 97. One is we took the NASA Coliseum out here in. Long Island, yeah. and two. That's when we started satellite transmission. Wow! Now, if you know how satellite what was the was, numbers in NASA, so NASA was about seventeen thousand. Uh-huh. What? So that went down. Yeah, that was full. No, no, the twenty-five was oh, man, plus in addition to the square yard. Right, wow. that's the overflow. Oh. Twenty-five plus seventeen. That's amazing. And plus, for the, the first satellite. time, 
because satellite technology which is very expensive, because the way a satellite works, and this will give you a little science lesson, there's a curvature of the Earth. So if I have a satellite over here, I have to beam it to here, but it only goes this far. To get here, I have to have another satellite. Oh, wow. So you have to hire to go to, let's say, um, it's, if it's not in the same time zone, you may have to hire a bunch of satellites. So it was very expensive, but we did it. We had in Los Angeles, we had in Chicago, we had in Miami, and each one had 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. It, it started to <laughs> explode, but we're not done. Because then in 2005, oh, wow. we started going, that's already when the internet started to come in, and the, and the satellite got a little bit cheaper. That's when we started to go international. That's when we started to have Lublin, and in Europe we had sites, and we had sites in South Africa. We went everywhere, and in, in the United States, we went to Continental Arena, which was bigger. Um, and then what happened is, very interesting, ten days before the seal, the pressure got so great for tickets, we opened up the Javits Center. Wow. And we had another 10,000 people. We sold tickets in one week. <laughs> Wait, how, much, how many people were in the Continental? Continental was about another 22. Madison was 25. NASA Coliseum uh, at that time had <laughs> about, whatever, 15. I mean, that, then, it's so hard to do one location, and, and, but I imagine oh, this is three at this the is, same let time. Me, let me tell you something. Right, so, so we had an integrated program where part of the program was from Continental, part of the program was from, and that was nerve-wracking. I cannot begin to tell you. I was involved in, in, in trying to you know, coordinate it. And, and we, had, we had it ready in case it does it fails, because we never did it before. And the companies that we had, we hired a company um, that did international sports events. So they were used to doing this, but we had backup. We had an ex a speaker ready to speak, or the speaker should speak twice as long oh, wow. in case the thing fails. And at the beginning it did. For the next oh, five wow. minutes, uh, probably the, maybe the worst moment of my <laughs> Like, you know, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Tom, as one that organizes events, I know yeah, the feeling. Is, right, like, oh, Hashem, you, you know, you done it so well. It's really, by Michael, you know what I mean? But Bar Hashem, it worked, and it was wonderful, and we had all of these other cities that started, and we started in this past team, we, up to 2012, oh, 2012. Right. Now, 2012, MetLife Stadium. 90,000 90,000 90, in that life plus around the around, around the world, world. Yeah. now we were around the world because of the internet we were right. around the world and we had a nace there was a nace at the scene because a nace at the scene because it was pouring oh I remember I'm a witness to this miracle and, yeah and pouring and really pouring how do I know it was really pouring because one of the things I was trying to take care of is when the Rabbanim came in we had 1,200 Rabbanim there and we had and we were trying to wipe off their seats I was doing that oh, you were you were <laughs> guys helping us I was helping with and the Rabbanim and all right, the Rabbanim and stuff right. I was helping and it didn't work because it was just too wet at 7 o'clock the sun comes out the rain stopped and the sun came out, and everybody said, "Where's Mashiach?" <laughs> like this was a Mashiach I'm moment. I'm a witness like, to this. You were with me. Was that? Are you talking about Nathan? Seven o'clock. It's pouring. Yes. It stopped. The sun comes out. A beautiful starry night. <laughs> I was on the days I was there. I saw they were being all there were bunning that. I and saw that all the seats were wet, and we were. Yeah. Helping and it was and, and then we had enough time to really dance, enough space to yeah. really dance. Because the other that place, dancing was the dancing was, was beautiful. Barclay being Remy saying yeah, that you know, it was just uh, you know, the, it feels it was like it was yesterday. It? This is 2012. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're already 10 years ago. And then and Baruch Hashem, that was and this scene we did also. This scene we went back to that life. 
The freezing cold. <laughs> I say that there was two years of fights <laughs> because there were two not. options, right? One option was to take five different places. You oh, have wow. to take every place, which would have been very expensive and a nightmare of coordination, right. but everybody inside. Or should we take MetLife Stadium, which is outside, and chance it? So I'll tell you another fun fact, a fun project, fun fact, that the snow season in New York is January 15th through March 1st. It rarely snows. It rarely snows on January 1st. Uh, Yeah, rarely snows on January 1st. So we took a chance, and we took a chance, and I got to give you know Ralph Reeder. Uh, pushed hard because yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's like the he, was, he was the he was CEO of the CEO, CEO and, he, and you know he pushed hard against a lot of opposition. People were like very nervous, and we did it outside. And it was cold. I yes. won't uh, you know I can't deny that. <laughs> but it was forty two degrees, and it wasn't you know people it made it. And one of the things that was, was so beautiful, we said that it was a beautiful kiddush Hashem. I still got letters from people that say it changed my life. I had an interesting story. I get a call from a lady, and she says, I want to thank you for my father learning Shas. And I said, okay, you know, I thought she just meant to see him Shas. She said, no, 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 you. And I said, really? What happened? She says, remember, eight years ago, I called you up, and I asked you, my father at that time was 80 years old, and could you make him a chavrus to learn Dafyomi? And I got him a chavrus. Wow. And he finished Shas for the first time at 87. So she called to say thank you. So I said thank you for reminding me. Yeah, you made me feel good. You know, you can do it any time, no matter what age you are. That's right. So the lesson is, it does not matter how old you are. The truth is, they're kids, they're they're teenagers who learned Dafyami. You see, you go sheer Any age. I started as a teenager. I tried three cycles ago. I was in high school, and Baruch Hashem, that's more or less the same time that Chazak started. So I did a few masechdot, a few trentites, and then uh, the following cycle I uh, started as well, and then uh, Baruch Hashem, I got married, so uh, it was a little bit... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we got a But this time around, Baruch Hashem, we're strong. We're I asked Shavuot, yes. somebody complained to me that he only learned brachas, he dropped out every year after brachas. The joke used to be, both Shabbos, both right? <laughs> Shabbos when Shabbos comes, you know, rest comes, and uh, you drop out. Every B'chalal, totally. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the hard. So, so I remember I spoke, was spoken to a certain rub, and he says, and what's so bad if you learn brachas every seven and a half years? That's, That's a amazing. huge compliment. Okay. So, what do you, so what's the alternative? You learn nothing? <laughs> you know, what do you, and if you learn 700 block? Whoa! Uh, before Dafyomi, 700 block. Who would have thought of learning 700 block? There, you know, so it doesn't matter. Anytime you go to the shir, go to the shir. Right. If you're going to miss, you miss. What's one got to do with the other? You know. So there's really that's you know we have to get that into people's minds that any daf is a good daf. All daf, you know, every daf is a good daf. Any daf you can make it, make it. Any daf you can't. I don't think we mentioned that this past year, outside for the freezing cold, which was meant like yeah. saying, but there was an additional stadium of Barclays. Oh, so what happened? Which there? was how many seats over there? 15,000. 15,000. Oh, again. And then there was the, online all over the world. The same well. thing happened. So two things happened. The same thing happened two weeks before we ran out of space, and I, I cannot tell you what it's like to be in the office. When people call you up, I can relate because people were calling Chazad because we have a right, lady and we got a bunch of things. What do you do when a lady starts crying and says, "My husband has been learning for seven and a half years, and I promised my children, oh. and, and you know, how could you not?" You know, we did have a nace in one of the previous siyuma. I remember in those days. Now we can track it because the obviously the technology better. We couldn't track it, and I remember we'd lost forty-seven uh, tickets. Went out, nobody knew where it was. Somehow they didn't know where it was. 
and a week before the seal, it was found in an apartment building in Borough Park under a radiator. Wow. It had been sent out three months before, and somebody happened. It was sitting there for three months, somebody noticed it. And I cannot tell you how many people, 47 people, I made seven. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never know. People come over, they say, that I thank you for good the people. And they actually said, I thank you. 30 years ago, you got me a seat. I'll never forget it. But it goes the other way, too. Before I get too happy, I got it. I have a person who told me I'm mad at you for 15 years. So I said, what did I do? You had 15 years. He said, you couldn't get me a ticket 15 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> I won't forgive you unless you get me this time. <laughs> so, you know, this is a life event. This yes, is every single person who goes to the senior shop will remember it for his whole life. Whether you learned that, you're not, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, uh, we hope he does, but it, but he will be transformed. So I wanted to ask you. So we discussed the growth of that. Yeah, and I want to say one more thing. Yeah, we'll get sure. that. I want to ask about the life transformation. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yes, yeah, sure. so I'll say one more thing. This is this is something very, very, very important. Um, what we did this year, we never did before. We made an offer that any Holocaust survivor who wants to come will give a free ticket. This past scene. Not this, this past scene. This scene. This past two thousand twenty. And we gave and we had hundreds of, and, and, and along with a second ticket for anybody to, obviously they're elderly people, they have to come along with somebody, so a second ticket for a family member. And then we made a, the MetLife Stadium, 50 Stadium, available to them so they could be warm inside. And one of the most powerful moments of the scene was when they all marched out onto the field and, and they sang on the imam, like they sang it in the camps. And I remember I just read a book where there's a, a woman wrote a book and she wrote about the Sima Shas. Hmm. And she said, I went to the Sima Shas and that is our ultimate, that was our revenge. Revenge wow. that I went through the Holocaust. She was even in the <laughs> gas chamber and, and it, it malfunctioned and she, she got out, which has only happened wow. twice. And in Auschwitz, Leiden, and, and she, she said this was this is how people, this is how the survivors saw it. So we don't, you know, but they, the, 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 the power of the scene and just... One more thing, we talk about the growth of Siem. Yeah. So this time we had online over half a million people, but we also had all over the world. We had, and these are cities that everybody knows now, we had in Minsk and Pinsk and Zhitomer, and, the, and the, you know, we had in Bialystok and all of the Ukrainian cities, we had all over Poland, we all over... I don't remember when it was this scene or the one before that where Rabbi Oba went to... Uh, Lublin. Lublin, that's right. right. Where, and we've always made yes. the sure to have a seam in Lublin. That's amazing. And show that's, so where it all started. that's where it all started. That's where it all started. So the seam is unbelievable, it has grown, it will continue to so grow. So what's the next scene? What, what are plans, Rabbi Becker? So I'm still recovering from this scene, the truth <laughs> is, and we have to all, the entire Claudius has to thank the Rebbein Shalom, because COVID was already in the right. air, people wow. knew about it, had it been one month later, we would, there would have been no scene. That's so true. It is wow. one of the most amazing miracles. Miracles. Literally a miracle that it was January 1st, January 1st, or March 1st. It would have been, we've been, it would have been. They would have been. People would they would have closed it down a second. As it is, we got the day of the scene, we got from the, a few days before, we got from the FBI saying the incredible th threats. We had to have, they had a, they had a, a meeting. For, to make sure the security of 170 security agencies. Wow. The security, I was told, of the CMHS was the second level security, the one below a presidential visit. Oh, wow. It was the highest level because obviously put 100,000 Hegelian Jews in yeah. one place. There's the, the forces of Tumar and Tappi and the, the threats. But they said, interesting enough, they said it was easier to secure MetLife Stadium than it is to secure something in the city because you could put a no-fly zone mm. and you could, you know, cut off highways. So they were very, you know, they were very um, happy 
and that about the security, and it was something that people and Yotz Hashem. What we're going to do next time? Um, you know, let's talk next year. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anybody watching that can build a massive I mean, stadium for a million people? We already have that. Like we already have Barclay. We'll probably take Prudential. Uh-huh. I mean, that last year what I probably is going to have was probably a MetLife plus the five stadium. Because there is no, there's only one MetLife. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? MetLife is the biggest, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Or, or we'll build the big tent. I don't know. <laughs> And you mentioned about the security. We all know about the Kiddush Hashem, the sanctification of God's name, how everybody was very thankful to them, and how they say that usually we have people that are drunk and they're going crazy at all these games, and people were so respectful yeah, and thanking them and appreciative. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I, I remember we were standing next to, in, back in, in the days of uh, Madison Square Garden, there were two, and they were davening. Oh, the they way it's so quiet. And there's a hunt. There's, he didn't feel that as much in MetLife because there was no roof but in, in, you know, uh, in, in uh, Madison's Garden. Yeah. So, so it was, and, and the guards were standing there, and they were like, they were just in awe. They were just in awe. They, yeah, said, they said, we've never had this before. And I remember the people afterwards, the head of MetLife Stadium, we had a party afterwards, obviously, to celebrate. And he told us, he said, Rabbi, you know, we all felt holy. And this was not a Jewish person. But he said, we all felt so holy that night. We felt this was, this was different. This was special. We were the first event in MetLife Stadium. Then after they said the Super Bowl was that year, and they said that they used us as, as to practice for the Super Bowl to learn how to do it right. Wow. So they learned from us. They said, we learned from you how to run an event. <laughs> that. So we were the very first event in MetLife Stadium. It was the, C- it was the 2012 Seamus Shots. And God willing, will, but but the main thing to see in Shas, and it seems wonderful, right. but Tachlis is to change our lives, to become better people. people, and to take upon ourselves. Could you tell us a little bit about people that I'm, I'm sure you have uh, so many stories? Yeah, for yeah all so, many years. so I was thinking, I'll just you know, I'll just tell you one story that, that made a rush on me. There, there was a courtroom, um, and there was a lawyer. Uh, in the court, it was, I think it was downtown Brooklyn, somewhere in New York, and, and there was a lawyer who was that in between sessions. The lawyer was sitting and used to learn Dafyomi by lunch. So everybody would go out and they'd run around, and he was sitting with his death. And after a certain amount of time, the judge came over to him and he said, I want to offer you to become a judge. Wow. And he said, What are you talking about? You don't know me. What are you talking about? See, he says, I see that every day when everybody else that goes to do their frivolous things, you're sitting with your Gemara and you take it so seriously and you're studying the law, that's the type of people we want on our wow. of course. <laughs> so, so if you think that people who aren't, I mean, a person who learns the daf is, I, I remember my daughter, um, she's now Baruch Shem, she's in her 30s, I remember her telling me once, she says, my child was, remember you sitting at the table with your chavrus learning the daf. The kids see it. The wife sees it. The the, the, the friends see it. And everybody sees it. And it's it. never been so easy to do the daf from you know ever before. You right. mentioned art school. Yeah. Besides for art school, there's a there's masifka. There's shirim online yeah. as well. Oh, so all there's all there's many different these shirim right. also. I'm saying there's so many different. Uh, there's, right, and now there's online. Yeah. And there's apps and. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, and, it's you, know, you know, there's, we're going to come to Shemayim, and they say, um, you know, we know you didn't learn the daf. Um, I didn't have time. It was very hard. You know, oh yeah, did you ever hear of this one, that one? You mm-hmm. heard about it, but you know, <laughs> it's going to be really rough. <laughs> you know, we're not going to have all the excuses are gone. Like, <laughs> you know? I have some of the most interesting guys that you would never believe in, there, in the world that they're learning anything, but they're learning the daf. The it's daf amazing. Is, it's unbelievable, and they would, you would never tell them. 
and Baruch Hashem Chazish made a revolution, and we commend you and Abdullah and all those that are involved with making this historic Dafyomi, uh, uh, you know. It's, it's who knows? It's a Hashem that he put in the mind of Rameer Shapiro, and there was another uh, person at that time also signed, came up that was in the Jewish Observative, somebody else who also. Suggested just, I think they said that Mayor Shapiro had the best voice, so he got the, he got the same he got, idea too. You know, so so the whole so it's a hundred years. You're right. Uh, we have to come back and celebrate the hundredth year yep. coming up. But it's, but I would say we we estimate conservatively that over the years there must have been millions of people who've been involved in the DAF. Um, there was on the, one of the, so there have been interesting places where they've done the DAF. I mean, they, everyone knows the Long Island Railroad, you know, yeah, the, the famous the, the shear, shear right? that they had on Long Island Railroad, and there's the pictures we have from the 1980s and 90s of people sitting. Um, there's, there's been people learning um, on cruises to Alaska. You, somebody <laughs> told me that he was there on a cruise to Alaska, and the highlight, he didn't say it was Alaska, he said the highlight was the DAF. <laughs> he, was, he was involved in it, he went to Alaska. So, so the DAF has really been, it's, 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 it's portable, it's everywhere, it's in your brain. The most interesting Chavrusa I've ever heard of just ended a year ago. It started in Auschwitz. Oh, wow. There were two people. He sent me, uh, he sent me a letter about it. Uh, I think his name was Pollock. He, he, they learned in Auschwitz the entire time in Auschwitz. They learned the Dach together. They, conti- they continued in the DP camps. They both moved to Borough Park. They continued in Borough Park. They stopped a year ago because one of them oh. never went blind. They couldn't, oh, couldn't wow. Learn but they said for 80 years it's hard for us to even imagine having the, the Yeshiva Das I mean you hear about people that they go on business trips and talk to people they come home at 12 o'clock at night and they say I got no choice if you want to learn how to learn at 1 in the morning there's only one way to do it either you say sheer because you know that that's the only time you can concentrate or you have daf yomi you've got to do your daf you're in trouble because you miss one daf you miss one day two days you, you know you're, you can't do it you just got to keep going so, so but can you imagine they learned in Auschwitz so if you want to talk about mysterious Navish people I, I, there are people who I've seen go to their chavrus during snowstorms and they you know people have learned and they learned in, 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 in Warsaw Ghetto you hear about daf yomi uh, the Dafyomi is, is just but recently during COVID, even during COVID, it, yeah. uh, there is Zoom sharing, there is so many you know ways for people to continue, and they continue even right. though it was so difficult for them. Right. So, uh, Rabbi Becker, this was amazing. Okay. This was so inspiring, so uplifting, and I'm definitely, uh, you know, obviously on a personal vote to continue, and all uh, of our viewers are going to either continue or jump in the van wagon. It's never too late. You could jump in at first. Never too late. Never too it's late. never too little. It's <laughs> never too late, never too so little. So we have a minute of uh, a custom at uh, our Torah Talks program, which is one final message for our broad audience, Rabbi Becker. We had so many amazing insights and uh, history of Dafyomi. Well, what could you, uh, one final grand slam not, for us? Okay. <laughs> just, I was just thinking a story that might happened to my brother. My brother lives in, in Eretz Yisrael. He used to live in Tel Aviv. Rebbe. In Tel Aviv? He used to live in Tel Aviv. Oh, was in was, oh. So this story happened when he was in Tel Aviv. And he was going to the, he was, he was in taxi. And if you're, you know Israeli taxi, they're great. They're, you become friends with the driver. <laughs> so he sees, this, this story happens about 40 years ago, and he sees that he's, the, the driver's an older European man. <clears throat> and they spoke in Yiddish with each other. But he wasn't wearing yarmulke. And he asked them, I'll say in Yiddish and I'll translate it into English, he said, Vanim Kim Yid. He says, where are you from? You know, that's the mm. first thing I always say, where are you from? 
So he says, I'm in a city near Vilna. So that's like my asking, where are you from? And he say, I'm, I'm sitting near Kew Garden Hills. Right. So you're from Kew Garden Hills, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not far from, you know, I'm near Kew Gardens, you know? You don't say that. He said, from, and he thought that was very strange, but okay. So he, he a couple times, he asked him to try it in the middle, and he kept giving this answer. Finally, at the end of the ride, they're best buddies. You know how it is? Wow. Yep. And the kid turns to me and says, I want to tell you the truth. Aside from Robin, and as a small child, I grew up in Radin, and I remember in sitting in the Chavetz Chaim. And I remember when I was 12 years old, all the people in the city, when the Chavetz Chaim walked in the street, all the people in that street, would, everybody would stand up and we'd all just look at the Chavetz Chaim. The Jews, the non, everybody just wanted to see the Chavetz Chaim. The Kedusha, the Holiness, wow. And he says, I'm embarrassed that a Yid that saw the Chavetz Chaim shouldn't be wearing yarmulke. I'm going to tell you where I'm from. That's what he told me. Wow. Not the end of the story. So I had the schus of speaking uh, in Cincinnati. I was at a Shabza, a good Shabbos of Physic. And I was introducing Rabshmul Kamenetsky, Rush, the great Rabshmul Kamenetsky. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and after I told the story as an introduction, and my story was that, you know, we have Rabshmul speaking, make sure to listen carefully. <laughs> so so Rabshmul, first he takes me and he puts me down and he says, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> we had Rabshmul right over here. I remember right. we were introducing yeah. to... He's like, <laughs> yeah, so, so Rabshmul said, you said that the man was embarrassed. He said, how do you know after he saw your brother, maybe he did shoot and put on a yarmulke? So who are you to say that he, that he didn't do it? Wow. Maybe he did. And that's the lesson I think we had from the Dachyami, what we said before. You know, we, we look back at the Chafetz Chaim. I remember when I was a Bach in Yeshiva, there was a man, uh, he used to sit, a regular man, but he used to sit in the front, of, and the Rosh Hashim used to say, give cover to them, and he saw the Chafetz Chaim. Wow, I just seen the Chafetz He saw the Chafetz Chaim. That's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So I think that when we take a look, and we were talking about knowing the Tanayim, knowing the Amorayim, knowing right, right. the Gemara, and we say... You know, I'm just, whatever age you're at, you know, I missed it, I didn't do it. So I, we have to take Rashmul's lesson. It doesn't matter. No matter how old you are, you can always put on the yarmulke. <laughs> you can always put on the yarmulke. You can always learn the And every daf you learn is a, is a, is a victory. You know, there's a famous story from Moshe Feinstein, the boxer story. Rabbi Fran told it at the seal. Oh, right. that, that they asked the Shiloh if you're allowed to learn to make a seal on one daf. Yeah. Because there was a man who was a boxer who did tshuva and he learned mandat and then never he was nifter. Right. And Ramosha said you can make a seema mandat. So every daf is precious. If we do the whole the whole two hundred seven eleven, that's great. <laughs> if you do one, do one. But it's all part of the daf and part of Klal Yisrael, and we're all in Klal Yisrael together because the daf yomi is the great unifier. Wow, Rabbi Levish Becker Shlita, what inspiration, what chizuk we just got. Uh, listen, that was out of the world. Out of this world. Amazing, amazing, amazing. The way the Dafyomi movement has grown and continues to grow. Continues to grow. Out of, we're only in the middle of the story. Right. Just, the the beginning. Beginning. Just the beginning. Right. We haven't even started. Years and we haven't That's started. Unbelievable. Chaz Hashem. Berach has had you and Rabbi Becker. She continued to spread to our Yom Thank you. I have to thank you for helping me get it to anytime. I want to say it in public. You were one of the people who helped me do that. We want to thank Torah anytime for a partnership. And, you know, every single Tuesday night, Torah talks with special guests. Rabbi Becker, we really enjoyed very, very much. 
We want to give a shout out to Daily Giving. A dollar a day goes a very, very long way. We want to remind everyone uh, to join us Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with special guests, various different topics. And uh, we want to thank you all for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time.